Welcome to the Comfortable in Chaos Podcast. Podcast. Strangle your demons and let's go. Y'all need Jesus! Everywhere around the world, they're coming to America. No, just stop it. Every time that flag unfurls, they're coming to America. Damn it, I said stop. When is it going to stop? Welcome to the Comfortable and Chaos Podcast. I am your host, Eric Helberg, and we're like Einstein over here. We have no special talents. We're just passionately curious, passionately curious about all things pertaining to men. How in the hell did we get here? And where is it that we want to go? Let's go back to 1998 or 9, man. We were coming up on the end of the decade, right? Year 2000 was coming up. What happens every 10 years in America? I think they still do it. I mean, we got some envelopes back at 2020. Don't know their process, but we enumerate our citizenry. Not only do we enumerate and or count our citizenry, we also fastidiously take into account people that have slipped through. People that are here whereby, in most instances, We don't know that they are. Why would we do that? Because each each given geographic locale, meaning any area within one of our states, has to have the resources to service that given populace. Those funds come trickle down based upon those needs from the federal government. Therefore, we have a need for the U.S. Census. And in the year 2000, my very first job out of college, um, I was waiting to sit for licensure. I may have mentioned it in other episodes. My wife ended up on the acute care side of the house running hospitals. I actually was a long-term care administrator. I ran nursing homes, but we were freshly married. I needed to work. So I sold these jokers down in Harlingen, Texas, on my ability to help plan the city. And uh, man, developers and I, uh, we uh, had many quandaries after that because I was by the book, but the commissioners wanted to let their buddies go through the proverbial, I don't know, sifting sands. But all that being said, as I was the city planner for the city of Harlingen during that time, The U.S. government assigned a gentleman to my care by the name of Guillermo Chapa from Brownsville, Texas. Guillermo was an awesome dude. We got along famously. We scoured the Rio Grande Valley. Even though I was a city planner for the city of Harlingen, well, when you get in any form of government bureaucracy, you're going to get paid very little, but... 
if the conditions are ideal, you can definitely demonstrate some ingenuity. I was fortunate in that capacity because <laughs> my direct line supervisor right below the city manager went on FMLA shortly thereafter. So I was pretty much it. You want to talk about OJT and learning on the go. The business of the city is large and vast. Well, Guillermo and I, um, we embarked on a journey. He knew what was up. I know that half of my wife's family's from Mexico still there. Um, so I knew that there were a lot of whatever term you want to use, but for my sake, I'm going to say illegal immigrants. We knew there was a proliferation of them in the Rio Grande Valley of South Texas. And in order to get the funds that would be needed to care for them, right, they utilize services, correct? Oftentimes without the benefit of a tax base in which to draw from, from their income. So our counting, our enumeration had to be precise. So all the way down from Rio Grande City, Star County, all the way down through, my gosh, Raymondville in, in uh, Willacy County. I counted every swing and you know what that I could find. We were in every colonia. We were in every back alley whereby people were living in shanties behind organized structures. We did it all. I worked at that time with two very professional Border Patrol sector chiefs. And at the culmination of that, they actually presented an award to me for organizing the 2000 census in that part of the country. And they presented it to me in Edinburgh, Texas. And I think we kind of came up with a template by which to count people, should you care to do so, and you're willing to do the legwork to achieve that. Well, damn it, that census is out the window now because there's too many to count. There are too darn many to count. According to the Washington Examiner, and by all accounts, it's a conservative periodical or newspaper out of Washington, D.C., whereby most literature, most media is liberal. So I would venture to tell you maybe there's some balance to it. Much different than Bezos' Washington Post, right? Okay. That's just propaganda. The Washington Examiner says that 5,000 illegal immigrants are released into the country. Released. Whether or not they've been picked up, detained, or simply have come through. Come through every day. 365 days in a year. That equates to over 1.8 million. And that's just the ones that are being released and handled by NGOs, the non-governmental entities that are profiting off the illegal immigrant trade, including Catholic charities. Yeah, I said it. People are making money on this influx, and it's not the American taxpayer, and it's not the American people. 
So what about all the ones that aren't released and or tracked by NGOs? If that is 1,825,000, would you venture to say, I don't know, could there be a million more that are making it through without any documentation? Well, that brings us up close to 3 million. It's very plausible. Did you know we haven't concluded 2023 yet, but according to birth rate data for the year 2022, we had 3.6 million babies born. So it sounds like we have total parity there. Either the amount of illegal immigrants entering our country is at the same level and or greater than the number of people being born into our country. And then, what about that differential? Babies still have to grow up. We're letting grown-ass men into here. They're already in the middle of their lives. What about all the Chinese that are getting through the border? Yeah, they're coming. What about all the people from the Middle East coming through the border? And you're going to be like, how would you know that, Eric? Well, I've described what I've done for you in previous episodes. I told you in an episode when I was sitting on the border in Eagle Pass, I just detailed to you that I worked with Border Patrol sector chiefs. If I know those chiefs, do you not think I knew individual agents at that time and I don't know them now? They'll tell you their hands are tied. It's a bought and paid for game. Okay. How can you ensure the continuity of a nation when you're letting more people in from other nations and also people from other nations that want to do you harm, not to opine the normal media bullshit stuff, but it is true. I tell you, we kick off a war with Iran, which uh, the neocons are espousing right now. Those damn Hamas sleeper cells are going to jump into orbit, buddy. And that orbit is right here where we live. They're already here. But let's, let's just stay, let's stay prescient right here. Let's not get into hyperbole, right? Let's just talk about the fact that very soon we are not going to have a country anymore. Now, if we look at a map of this world, each country has a geographic boundary, therefore a border. They have a language or multiple languages. They have a culture. I mean, Mexico is not letting us go cruising down there. I mean, we don't go to Cozumel because we want the same beaches here and we want to eat at Denny's. We cross these other borders so we can experience that country's language and culture. It's different than ours. We want to embrace it. We want to know more. We want to take part for a brief period of time and come back to where we live. But we're the only country right now, other than ones in Europe, that's a whole different issue, that is willingly destroying our own. Why are we doing that? Well, that answer 
could have a million different responses. And the deeper dive we want to take in regard to those answers, I would tell you the more sinister (laughs) those responses would be. But let's just focus on one. Creating enmity between our fellow man. Yeah, I haven't received an invitation to any other country whereby it has advertised that its border is open. And should I just simply take the offer, I will be provided for. And without any flesh in the game, or without any flesh in that society, I will be given things. Hmm. That could create a little resentment, disunity, lack of harmony, and therefore the division that the people at the top need in order to be the buffoons that they are. And they're not just buffoons. A buffoon is an idiot. A practitioner of malfeasance is structured, steady, and willingly doing so. All right, well, that's that. Let's talk about another diversion. Ah, yeah. So the other invasion. We have the invasion from the south. We know about that. But then, I bet you haven't heard it this way. What about the invasion by the United States into Ukraine? No, 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 no. Not Russia into Ukraine. The United States. Ukraine was part of Russia for the past 400 plus years. 400 plus years. Isn't that older than the United States of America? I think it is. I think my math is still correct. That wasn't my best subject, but I think it is and was. Yeah. You know what I think happened? I think we wanted our own puppet state that could malign someone we didn't like whereby we could set up our bioweapon labs right on someone else's border. Because, you know, people had kind of caught wind of Fauci. We couldn't really do it here. Yeah, the copious amounts of drug running, armaments running, human trafficking. You know, all the things that Ukraine's famous for, right? Okay. All that corruption. Corruption, right? Yeah. You can't do it as openly right here in America, albeit it does occur, but we can run amok over there, and better yet, we can go to 2014 and put in our own representatives. Our own our own representatives over there is akin to kind of like the parliament in the UK, but in Ukraine, it's actually called Verkhovna Rada. They're Verkhovna Rada. That is Ukraine's ruling body. Well, recently, we just got word that Ilya Kiva, who was a member of that said parliament, was just found dead in Russia. Yeah, he was assassinated. Did you know he had fled Ukraine, sought asylum in Russia, much like our neighbors to the south? He was granted it. Of course, he was useful. And what he went around and said was that Ukraine is enslaved and brought to its knees by the West, meaning us, and permeated by Nazism. 
and it has no future. So we're flooding our country. Maybe some of that money we keep sending over there could help these millions of people that are coming into our nation. Even that wouldn't be correct. There is no order. And yes, we are a nation built of immigrants. But with order, that's what made the United States exceptional. And now we want to rebuild to the last man a country filled with malfeasance that was akin to one that we had to fight a world war to destroy. These are all very interesting questions. And then I just heard an interview with Kevin Hart, the comedian. Good old Kevin Hart. And he was just chuckling over a recent clip of President Biden where President Biden said, I have something that everyone needs to hear. This is so demonstrative. And when you feel the need and you know that you have to... I forget about it. Forgot what he was talking about again. Asleep at the wheel. Sleepy Joe. Don't we need some new drivers on the American bus? Men, you're the key to it. Let's use the energy that's left in our bodies. Let's use these gerbils spinning on this wheel in our heads. And let's come up with a better way to put the federal, the federal representatives in place that will better look after our citizenry. Because guess what? My four-bedroom house and yours is already full. Doesn't matter how benevolent we want to be. We have no more resources left. So, stop coming to America. Until next time on the Corruptible and Chaos Podcast. I bid you bon voyage, my burgeoning flock. Until next time, like and subscribe to the Comfortable in Chaos.